Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. The fourth quarter is here, and now is the time for savvy, strategic investors like you to take action. Creating that tax-efficient, inflation-adjusted income strategy now can help you stay ahead of the game later, and we are so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is, of course, President and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rizak alongside. This is going to be a great show, Philip. Very timely topic. I hope you are doing great as we start to uh, just the time is ticking away here toward the end of the year, right? Oh my goodness. It is. Um, I mean, you know, we're, we're in the fourth quarter and before we know it, we're going to blink our eyes and Thanksgiving is going to be here. We'll blink them again and Christmas and then dude, it'll be 2024 before we uh, even wake up. I know it'll be 2024 before you know it. Let's jump right in here. What all goes on your year-end checklist when you want to help your clients prepare for 2024, which it takes us a little bit of getting used to that new year, 2024. What uh, what goes on to that checklist to help to help people get ready for it? So, so here's the deal. I don't want to get to 2024 yet, right? So, because we're in the fourth quarter, there's things that need to be done. Um, you know, for our 2023 year end checklist that they still have to be done this year. Um, people need to make sure, you know, they get their required minimum distributions done. There's just a lot of things that still have to be done. And if done properly, well, then you've done your 2023 and you've already got your plan in place for 24, 25 and 26. Right. Right. So being proactive at looking at where you are in this uh, time period, and, and we started this earlier this year, is looking to see where folks are and, and what, other than the required minimum distribution, what other things might need to happen between now and the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then then we'll head into 2024 and say, okay, look, let's don't pump this up in the fourth quarter. Maybe we can spread it out a little bit. But that really doesn't typically happen, right? Everybody wants to do things and wait and do them in the fourth quarter. And and for some of the things we're going to talk about, it makes sense to wait until the fourth quarter um, just because you need to see where you are and what might happen in that year. And so that's why a lot of things like, you know, do I should I take out more than my required minimum distribution? Should I do a Roth conversion? I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play in this fourth quarter that you, you can't rush. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just do them in the first quarter because you need the history of the year to determine what you should and shouldn't do in that in that fourth quarter, Jen. So let's talk about some of the questions we we maybe should be asking right now to to help us check some of these things off, look at some of the the things that need to be done here before we get to the end of the year. One of the things we need to do is obviously make sure that if you are 73, and I mean even if you turn 73, on December 31st, you're required to take your required minimum distribution this year. Right. So we need we need to make sure we get that done before the end of the year. And, you know, custodians take a little while to process that. So don't wait until, you know, December 26th to, to ask for that required minimum distribution because right. they don't like that. That, right. that upsets. <laughs> uh, so, None of us like um, that. <laughs> they, they don't like that. Um, so, so that's one area we need to make sure we get taken care of. 
The other thing is, what opportunities do we have to maybe not lower our tax bill today, mm-hmm. but but what opportunities do we have to maybe lower our tax bill down the road? Nice. And we talk a lot on the show about how in 2026, we know that tax rates are going to go back up to what they were prior to the Trump tax law changes. And so that means we're going to go back to that 15%. And the you know twenty five and the, you know the almost forty percent tax brackets and so there's an opportunity now to to take advantage of these lower tax brackets. So if you're in the twelve percent tax bracket, then let's make the best use of it and and let's look at maybe doing a Roth conversion or or some other way to to help take taxable money down the road, pay a little tax on it now so that it grows tax free down the road. Yeah, and I think I've heard you talk about that before when it comes to we don't want to be like wasting those tax brackets. I think that's such a a creative way of putting it. I'm sure this is one of those areas a lot of people might overlook. They don't fully understand what all goes into potentially lowering our tax bill in the future, some of those moves and and maybe even getting, I guess you could say a little a little creative with it when it comes to some of those moves to help us potentially lower that tax bill. Well, it, it is. I mean, you know, let's face it. My background is in tax and accounting, and 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 I was taught as an accountant, you don't want to pay tax today if you can pay it later. And I've learned that that may not be the best way to look at things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we may need to look at them through a different lens. Of maybe it's better to pay tax at twelve percent now than twenty percent later. And so those are things that that we can run through and model out what that might look like for somebody and put together that plan um, to to do those Roth conversions over multiple years. Could this be a good time to think about maybe a strategy for Social Security? I mean, it should, should taxes be our primary focus this time of year here in the fourth quarter, or should we maybe think a little bit about things like Social Security as well? I think taxes are obviously a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. If you're going to retire... In the next couple years, um, especially if you're going to retire in 2024 and you're not taking your Social Security yet, then it is ideal that before you pull the trigger and decide I'm going to retire on X date, that you have a strategy in place for claiming your Social Security benefits. And, And what everybody initially thinks, I'll take it as soon as I can might not be the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. It may be better to wait. If you have sufficient assets, it may be better to wait to age 70. You say, Philip, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But, but you got to look at the math and you got to look at longevity. And there's just so many things that need to be taken into consideration when you decide to pull the trigger on your social security benefits. Don't just take the 62 easy way out and think I'm going to get it now. Make sure that it's it makes sense, the plan you have in place. Folks, and this is exactly, Jen, why we put together our core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of, to make sure that the amount of risk they're taking matches up with the amount of risk they should be taking, and to make sure they've got that Roth conversion so they're going to pay the least amount of taxes that they can down the road throughout their retirement lifetime and then lastly, making sure that the income they have is going to be sufficient to cover their needs and to plan that out for the rest of their lives to make sure 
that when they reach that age 100, they still have the income they need if they're still here. And people say, well, I'm not going to live that long. You don't know. Mm-hmm. None of us know. Right. And with all the things that are happening in the medical world today, more and more people are going to reach that that magic 100 year. Give me a call. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis. It's that simple, folks. A 30-minute phone call. 863 863- 285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And I am Jen Rezac alongside talking today about some of the things to consider here in the fourth quarter of 2023 as we are preparing for inching closer to yet another new year. Oh my gosh, the time just flies by this time of year. I mean, Philip, I think the saying is time flies when you're having fun. It, it also goes by even when you're not. <laughs> the reality yeah, is right. time just keeps going. We talked earlier about for people who turned 73 this year, you want to start thinking about those required minimum distributions. And, and I wonder, as we talk about being strategic, are there options for potentially minimizing those RMDs or, or thinking about that strategically so we could potentially lower our taxes? Do we have some flexibility there? Are there some strategies there to consider? Well, there, there's, I mean, you, you got to take in the year. So like this year, 2023, uh, if you turn 73, you've got to take X dollars out of as your required minimum distribution based on the balance in your retirement accounts at December 31st of 2022. You've got to do that. So, but beyond that, depending upon what tax bracket you're in, does it make sense to do a Roth conversion? Now, let's remember, a Roth conversion creates a current year taxable event. Mm-hmm. That's why people don't like them so right. much, right? <laughs> uh, because I've got to pay tax on the amount of money I convert from my IRA to the Roth IRA. If it's $10,000 and you're in a 12% tax bracket, you're going to pay $1,200 more in taxes this year than you would have had to. Mm-hmm. But that money's going to grow tax-free from this point forward. And so... That's the benefit is when 10 years, when you need to take money out, if it's doubled, well, you don't have to pay tax on any of that, that income that you take out of there. So other things, I mean, that's not the only thing you have to be cognizant of when we look at Roth conversions, right? There's also things like it could make you pay more tax on your social security benefits. If you're taking social security, it could make you pay higher Medicare premiums. um, If you hit a certain threshold, these are all things that we look at when we're looking at uh, Roth conversion planning to make sure that that we're doing the right thing in, in doing that conversion. There's some folks that we've said, no, it doesn't make sense because of all, all the income you have that year. And so that's really what you want to look at. Um, and I want to throw this in there real quick. If you inherit an IRA, Mm-hmm. then you need to know that you may need to be taking a required minimum distribution out of that IRA, inherited IRA as well. Gosh, so you need yep. to talk to that those folks involved there to make sure you're not missing out there. Yeah. Hey, all of this goes into our planning process to make sure that you're on the road to the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863 285 3815, love to spend 30 minutes on the phone answering your questions. Make sure you're on the path that you need to be on. 863 285 
3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll get some more insights from Philip coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us. In times of volatility, the only wrong move is not making one. Call Philip and the team at Stadler Financial Services today and find out where you currently stand with your portfolio. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Time to retire right. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. Now, of course, we all know it's important to save for retirement. I I think that's a pretty uh, standard bit of knowledge, Philip. Everybody knows that. But here's the thing. How do we preserve what we've saved? That's the next piece. This is a big deal to most of us, with more than 90% of consumers believing it is important to protect their retirement assets. But of course, the challenge is a lot of people don't really know exactly how to do that. So, Philip, when we talk about protected households, we're talking about families who have something like a pension or an annuity, something like that to supplement what they'll get from Social Security and retirement. And I wonder if you could just talk about why it's so important that we find a way to find that protected income. our retirement? Well, I think that, you know, if we go back in time, and I've talked about this before, I'm sure on my show and and on my workshops, but it used to be that we had a three-legged stool, Mm -hmm. right? You would have income from Social Security, and that was about a third of what you needed. Mm -hmm. Then you'd have money from your pension, and that'd be about a third. And then you'd have another leg where you would create income yourself from your portfolios that you had saved up over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, what's happened is the pension leg has gone away for a lot of people and they've got to create that themselves now. And so it becomes important because as we, as we try to budget, we need to make sure that the income we have is going to be there no matter what happens in the stock market or bond market, no matter what happens in our economy, we need to make sure that that income is going to be there month in and month out so that we can budget our expenses. Uh, and so that's why it's important that we make sure that that we have that in place um, just so that we've got that protected income and, and know that, that it's going to be there uh, today, 
next week, next year, 10 years from now. So important to be thinking about that. And I wonder if we could help people understand a little bit more about whether their retirement income is protected. Because I think for a lot of people, this sounds really good, that whole idea of of that income being there, knowing it's going to be there. But sometimes our money might be in a place that's not quite as protected or, or it's not quite what we thought. So how do you see this play out? What are what are uh, some, some common places where we might have our retirement money? Maybe it isn't protected. There's a lot of those out there, right? The stock market is probably the biggest one that I can talk about is, is that if you have money in the stock market, it's not protected. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of folks saw a big decline last year in their retirement savings because the market's down. The bond market is not protected. The commodities market, anything that says market after it is not a protected type of investment. It It's going to go up. It's going to go down. You don't know where it's going to be when you need it. Um, probably the biggest example I can use there is, is in, in 2009, I sat down uh, with some folks and, and they, they told me in January 1st of, of 2008, before the huge downturn in the market, they had a million and a half dollars. And when I sat with them, they were sitting around 700000 And that's the only place they were taking money out of. That's the only place they had their money was right there. Um, and, and back in January of 2008, they were taking about 5% and they didn't change anything. So that means in January of 2009, they were really taking out probably 10% of what they had. Mm-hmm. And so that's an area where that wasn't protected income. Wow. At the yeah. rate they were going, they were going to deplete their funds um, significantly quicker than they had anticipated. So, so that's a, a, a one of my big examples of why the stock market shouldn't be your sole source of, of income. It needs to be the growth bucket, not the income bucket. And that's such a, a, a good example there, Philip, of how this could potentially play out. When you when you look at some of these scenarios, this is why you walk people through this core retirement design process. Talk a little bit about what this process looks like for helping us identify some of those weak spots, some of these areas where we might run into trouble with our retirement income. Our core retirement design was developed to help people really design that retirement they always dreamed of by starting at the basics of looking at how much risk they have in their current portfolio versus how much risk they should have in their portfolio based on how long they have to retirement and things of what their risk tolerance is, all those type of things that where we sign a numeric number to that portfolio. Second, we want to look at taxes. Make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position to pay the least amount of taxes, not necessarily today, but over our retirement lifetime. And lastly, we want to make sure we've got an income plan in place that we can rely on to know that we have sufficient amount of assets to cover our expenses over our lifetime. We don't want to get down to age 90 and find out that we're about out of money. We want to make sure that mathematically it works as long as we're going to be alive. Give us a call to schedule your core retirement design at 863 285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 
talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Let's keep talking about, Philip, some challenges we might be facing if our retirement income turns out it's maybe money instead of protected income. That 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 could potentially spell trouble for us in our future. It, it really it could. Um, just like the folks I talked about before we took the little break there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could be a big deal. Right. That it could be a, a, a huge monumental issue. If we're talking about maybe money, then that means maybe it's up, maybe it's down. If it's down, when you need to start taking money out of it, that can be a problem because that that makes it disappear quicker. Right. If it's going down and we're taking money out, that's not a good timing. Um, and so we want that protected income. Now, how do you get that protected income? Well, one of the ways that we've seen to get it is by using some annuities. Now, annuities are always get seem to get a bad rap, but they're there to produce income and to protect your savings. Now, let's be clear. You, you never want to take everything out of one place and put it into an annuity. You, you never want all your money in any one place. You don't want it all in the stock market. Why would you put it all in an annuity? You, you don't. You need the balance. And that's exactly why we put together that that core retirement design, which has the income plan, because that helps us determine what needs to be in what buckets. That's where I think folks need to to really understand where their income is coming from and to make sure that income is going to be around when they truly need it. If we are interested in a source of protected income in retirement, we still need to figure out the right way to do this, the right option for our family. And sometimes we might already have things in place, but can you do something like an annuity analysis or or maybe help us explore some of the different options or or maybe even an analysis of something we've already got to see if it still makes the most sense for us? Absolutely. I mean, that's part of that that core retirement design is is really analyzing where people are right now. because if you don't know where you are, you don't know if you're in the right place mm-hmm. or if you need to make changes. And so this really gives us that broad spectrum of what do I currently have and what does that mean to me today? And will it meet my needs down the road? Um, that's the big deal there. Um, so we analyze that. We analyze annuities. We'll analyze stock portfolios, um, all of those things to determine if uh, if any changes need to be made, right. if we're in the right place. Um, so so I think that's what, what people need to understand is it's not a one size fits all. It's a what do we need and let's go build the plan to make sure that it's going to meet your needs down the road. Right. And, and you know, we also don't want to forget that Social Security is still a big part of this discussion on retirement income. Just talk about that also, where that fits in and how we need to think about our entire income picture before we decide when to start claiming those benefits or turn that that income stream on. Well, it, it is just that, Jen. It is a stream of income that um, that's going to be there no matter what happens. And, and so it's a big part of our income planning process. Now, what folks need to understand, and, and we, we don't think about it we're, when we're in the middle of planning a lot of times, but, but we need to understand what happens if one spouse passes away mm-hmm. when it comes to Social Security benefits. Um, that can be a, a big deal. Uh, and so we try to look at that 
and shine a light on the different ways to look at social security benefits. Everybody looks at it as an income leg, right? That's where my income's coming from. And, and that's true. But when one spouse passes away, it kind of, in a way, becomes a death benefit to the to the remaining spouse. Right. Um, it, it's still income, but you know we want to make sure that we look at it in that light as well. You know what happens if a spouse passes away? What's that going to do to their income and their taxes? Mm-hmm. Uh, because what folks don't know is a lot of times your taxes will go up if you have the same amount of income and now you're single. So those are all areas that we look at, Jen, when we're doing this planning, because like I said a minute ago, one size doesn't fit all. What works for one couple may not work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's why we go through the process of putting together the plan, because the plan provides the roadmap to where you want to get to in retirement. Talk a little bit about putting together that that core retirement design, how all of the how that can help all of these different pieces kind of fit together for people who have questions about their retirement income. Absolutely. We talk about risk uh, is a, is a big deal, especially when the ups and downs of the market happen. Hey, when the market's just going up, nobody cares about risk. But it's when the market's going down that people really start to focus on risk and and we need to understand what that is. So that's a core part of that design process. Secondly, we want to make sure that folks are paying the least amount of taxes over their lifetime and their family's lifetime. And so we build that into our process as well. And lastly, we put together that income plan. We want people to be comfortable and confident that their money is going to last as long as they need it to. And so that's all part of our core retirement design. It's simple. All it takes to get started is a 30-minute phone call. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your 30-minute or retirement analysis. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Now, most people believe it's important to take steps to help protect their retirement savings. That's the good news, but it's not all of the story. We'll continue talking about this on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. You can't see it, but you sure can feel it. The economy is struggling right now. Do you know how it might affect your retirement? Some retirement plans take into account economic downturns, stock market dips, interest rate fluctuations. Does yours. Take charge of your retirement by calling Philip Statler at 863-285-3815. Philip and his team at Statler Financial have been helping families prepare for retirement for over 20 years. They will help address the current economic situation and help you create a retirement plan designed to give you the confidence to move forward. Opportunities can exist regardless of economic conditions. Call the team, Philip Statler with Statler Financial at 863-285-3815 and find out ways you can prepare now for your retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Call them now. Schedule a visit. Let's get started. Firm offers insurance services. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rizak. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I'm Jen Rizak alongside, and most people believe it's important to take steps to help protect their retirement savings. That's good news. But it's not all of the story because, Philip, unfortunately, people are still making assumptions about their financial future and they're failing to see some of the gaps in their plan or their strategy. The Center for for Retirement Research at Boston College found that 28% of all households wrongly assume that they are prepared for retirement. And get this, Philip, 32% of high-earning households are the most overconfident. So so overconfidence can actually be a bit of a concern here. Well, it can and I can I can get that, right? Because those higher earning folks, what they don't probably take into consideration is they spend more. Yeah. Right? They're used yeah. to that lifestyle of of spending uh, because they're high earners. And so if they don't have the right plan in place, or they've not really saved uh, enough to compensate for their for their high lifestyle, then then that could be a problem. Yeah, uh, you know, and I can see that a lot of people uh, that twenty eight percent. I mean, I can see that you know people don't always prepare properly for retirement. Yeah. So so what should we consider? to help make sure we aren't making too many assumptions with how long our savings will last or just assumptions on uh, on any of it as it relates to trying to prepare for retirement. Here's the deal. I wouldn't want to make any assumption <laughs> that my money is going to last my lifetime yep. without putting pencil to paper, right? Okay. Um, that is dangerous within itself. And so I think it starts with making sure you've got a plan because if you, if you don't have a plan, then you don't have a roadmap. If you don't have a roadmap, you don't know how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's the the key things that that I look at is that we need to have a plan in place to make sure that we can get from here to 90, yeah. 95, 100. And, uh, and, and I get pushed back. Believe me, I, I, we're not going to live that long. Sure. We don't know that, right? And, and statistically, and I think the numbers are probably a husband and wife, Statistically, there's about a, uh, I think, better than a 50%, 60% chance that one of them is going to make it to 90. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, if that's the case, then you need to be prepared to to live to that ripe old age of 100. Because now, if you look at the obituaries, Jen, it's not unusual to see 105, oh, yeah. you know, 103. So with the, with the um, modern medicine. How no, who knows how long we'll be around? Yeah, that, that's such a good point. And, you know, when, when we talk about this whole idea of having a plan, here's another stat. Only about 25% of Americans say they do have a written financial plan. So that means most of us don't have a specific financial plan. And, Philip, I think for a lot of people, they're not quite sure what we mean when we talk about having an, an income plan for retirement because we might have a 401k, we might have some savings, we might know we've got Social Security. So I, we say, okay, I have a plan. But explain what all goes into that retirement income plan, what you really mean by that when we talk about having a plan. So a retirement income plan is a plan to to determine where your income is going to come from during retirement. Now, we know that one leg is going to be Social Security 
And so that becomes part of our leg, right? Mm-hmm. And so we look at it and say, okay, how much do I need in retirement to spend? And that's another whole conversation of what's my budget going to look like? How much am I going to need on a monthly basis? But we know that Social Security will be part of it. Mm-hmm. If we get a pension, pension will be part of it. But what's left, if, if we don't have a pension, then between Social Security and what we need, that's a gap. And between Social Security and a pension and what we need, that's a gap. So, so it all comes down to we got to fill the gap. Mm-hmm. And, and the gap gets filled within the plan. And that plan basically says, hey, look, this is where I'm going to take my money from. I'm going to take it from this specific account for this many years. And then I'm going to go to this bucket over here. And that bucket is going to last me so long. So we basically put it down. This is where the money is coming from, from year one through five, six to 10. You know, where is it coming from? The, and so that allows us to know where the money's coming from, but it also allows the rest of our accounts to grow. And, and we know that through that growth, that, that we'll be able to then help increase our income so that we keep up with inflation. And that's all the things that we do when it comes to our core retirement design. And it always concerns me, Jen, when I see that only 25 to 30% of the folks out there actually have a retirement Mm -hmm. income plan written down that they can go to and see if they're on track. And so our core retirement design puts that into place and we monitor it, check it on an annual basis to make sure that we're following that plan and it's doing what it's supposed to do. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to get started on your core retirement design. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rezac alongside. Now, Philip, we're talking a little bit about this whole idea of protected income and the, the fact that so many people don't have a plan. I appreciate you kind of spelling out what that means. Um, let, let's just keep talking here. How, how can you help someone find more confidence with their income picture in retirement? Are there any other strategies to talk about or, or what else would you add on to this conversation about looking for those sources of protected income? I think you look at protected income and it, it really does boil down to just having that income plan in place because that lets you know where your income's coming from. Now, is it all protected? Not necessarily, but but a good part of it is protected income because that's what you're going to rely on on a regular basis. And, and so you may have different streams of income. You, know, you People will have what they call a real estate investment trust that kicks off income. You may have a dividend portfolio that kicks off income. You may have an annuity that kicks off income. So income come from from different places, whether or not it's protected or not, that's a different story. And that's what we dive into in our uh, core retirement design. So a lot of people want, you know, as we talk about this conversation today, so many people want this protected income because it sounds like a good thing. They're just not quite sure how to get it. Let's talk about helping people learn more about the options for protected income and possibly, Philip, this whole idea of a second opinion. Maybe people do have some different, um, you know, some different policies in place, some different accounts in place. They're just not quite sure if they've done enough or if it all fits together in the right way. Doing that review of what somebody already has. Talk 
talk about how that fits into this as well. So we don't feel like we're we're starting from scratch when we're trying Absolutely. to put together our plan. So, so when it comes to protected income, there's a couple of ways you can get it. They all pretty much deal with annuities, right? Annuities give us that's that's exactly what they were designed for is to produce income. So you can do what they call an immediate annuity. You, you're going to trade uh, money or an income stream that that's going to last you your lifetime. And, and that's sometimes good. When interest rates were really low, it, it what didn't make much sense. Interest rates coming back up. It's something that you may want to look at, though, uh, to see if that might work for you. The other thing that you look at in the annuity world is annuities will have what they call an income bonus plan to them. So they will actually produce income for you that you cannot outlive. That's protected income. Um, and you can elect a joint protected income, right? So that you'll get it as long as one of you are alive. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the, you know, some of the disadvantages when we look at annuities is, is if we're counting on them for income, that means you can't just go dip into them and say, well, I need $25,000 out of that account this year. You know, we're relying on them for income. And so, you know, we're, we're basing it on, on their surrender charges there's you know, if we take extra money out early there can be expenses there also they're you know like banks they're insured by fdic insured that doesn't happen with annuities you know you're you're relying on that that insurance company to provide that guarantee and so you you need to understand all of those pieces and that's why it's important when you're dealing with annuity companies that you're looking at a-rated companies not B and B plus companies because it, it does make a difference right. when we when we're looking at their ability to to cover their claims, and, and so you know there's there's pluses and minus to everything. There's the pluses to the stock market is hey you've got the opportunity to m make some good money. The downside is you can lose more, um, and so everything comes with pluses and minuses. That's why you shouldn't use just one vehicle. You need to have a balanced approach to make sure you've got some growth, some income, some protected, some maybe money. You need all of those buckets full in order to have the retirement you always dreamed of. I would just say that as we kind of close out this segment, Jen, that, that we worked hard when we started designing this core retirement design process. And, uh, and, and we feel like it meets the, the needs of everybody out there because it looks at the risk, it looks at taxes, it looks at income. And those are three main areas that retirees need to focus on when they head into retirement. And so I'd love to have that conversation with you. 30 minutes, you can ask me whatever questions that uh, you'd like to. We'll ask you questions to see that we're a good fit, if we can help you, because if I can't help you, I don't want to waste your time. If I can, I'll let you know and what the next steps really are in our process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to start our core retirement design. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. Get those questions answered about that core retirement design process that Philip and his team can walk you through today. One more time, that number, 
285-3815. And we always invite you to check out the website and the great resources available at statlerfinancial.com. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services and Sebring on protected income, why this matters for you and your retirement. But we've got some more insights from Philip coming up on the other side of the break. So stay with us. The Statler Financial Radio Show continues in just a moment. Do you have a retirement plan but would like a second opinion? Call Philip Statler today, 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rezac. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. You know, there are so many big decisions you have to weigh as you head into retirement. And we like to take one of those big decisions and really dive into the pros and cons. We call this retirement yay or nay. This is always fun to take a big issue, weigh the the upside and the downside, and then make our decision yay or nay. And Philip, this week's topic planning your RV retirement. I don't know. What do you think about that one? (laughs) You know, I will say that I've got some clients and some friends that have have retired Uh and have uh, gone out and bought the RV and done the thing, traveling around. Uh, I don't know that I have a whole lot that actually live in their RV, but they spend a good time in their RV out and about. People do it. I had one client that did um, take off. Um, but he came back three months later. <laughs> <laughs> so not quite uh, totally buying in there to the RV retirement, but certainly something that people do. You know, my aunt and uncle got an RV and they use it to host what they call Grammy camp. And they have, they keep it parked out at, at the lake. They have the grandkids come out. They host their little Grammy camp. The grandkids come out and camp and then everybody goes back home. So, you know, there's, there's just another idea of what you can do with your RV and you got grandkids, Grammy camp, just something to think about. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Philip. We're going to go through some of the possible pros and cons of buying an RV or taking it to that extreme, even living in an RV in retirement. I don't know how many people really want to go that far. 
Possible pros here, you can live on a modest budget since they, you know, those RV lots and campsites are relatively cheap to use. We should put a little asterisk there. That is after the initial investment of buying the RV. Yeah, that's expensive. That would probably go under con number one. So we'll, we'll get to that one in a minute here on the, the negatives here. Uh, another possible pro, buy less stuff because you have limited storage space. So kind of forces you to hold off on, on other impulse purchases. Um, you can take the road less traveled in an RV. You can go out, see a lot of things, especially you think about, you know, Philip, if you want to hit some of those big national parks out west, you can spend some time out there and hit some of those things. And you can potentially visit more family and friends, but you don't have to have them make up the guest room. You can hang out in the driveway. I don't know if that's a pro or con. I, I, I put it on the pros. That could be a con. I don't know. So those are the pros. I, I don't know. What do you think of those? You know, I think there's some legitimacy there sure. uh, about those pros. And, 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 and I see two things. One, RV, I think most people think of the one you drive, right? Yes. But, but I think of RV also as, you know, you got the big fifth wheel. I've got clients that do that. I think that this whole travel live out of a big something other than a house, right? That kind of makes a difference. It's a different style of living. And I think that these things are true. I think it would be neat to go see stuff and, and go out and do that kind of thing. I don't know that I could live in one. But. Yeah. There is a certain uh, amount of adventure. I mean, adventure seeking. It, it sounds like it could be kind of fun, but then also kind of kind of not. And let's go through some of the cons here. They're really expensive to buy. Obviously, this is a big investment. And Philip, you want to make sure that uh, you can handle that big investment before you lock yourself in. Uh, they depreciate in value over time, which is another, you know, not not so great thing. Repairs can be costly and they use a lot of fuel. So when when things get crazy with gas prices, you have to think about that. I mean, there there are some maintenance and upkeep and cost things that I think go on the list of cons. So definitely something, I don't know how many people come in, to, you know, and they're talking about this and, and you kind of got to go through both, right? The pros and the cons. You know, you're right. I mean, RVs are expensive, whether you're buying one with four wheels or you're, you know, you're buying one, you pull behind your vehicle. They're, they're expensive, especially yeah. from COVID. You know, even used ones are expensive. Yeah. But I, I encourage, I've, I've encouraged several of my clients that, that are thinking about this to, hey, look, let's find one that's a couple of years old. Let's do that first, and let's make sure that you really like the whole idea right. Right, of, of travel like that. So, uh, again, because depreciation is a big deal when it comes to those. They depreciate big time the first couple of years, and so maybe you can save some bucks doing it that way and make sure you really want to do it. And, and repairs are costly. Uh, I got friends that went out west and blew a tire and messed up a whole day of travel oh, and trying to find somebody out there to fix it. And so those cons are legitimate cons and, and we need to think of those. Your insurance coverage for an RV, I mean, it, you, you've got to have some different policies in place there. You got to make sure that you and your spouse know how to drive it, right? I mean, how many times do you think something sounds great and then it comes to trying to actually operate the thing? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, man. Really. And then, you know, I, I think we don't have an RV, but we do have a horse trailer. And it's one of those things where my husband's been like, look, if I get hurt or something happens to me and we're out, you're going to have to know how to get these horses back and how to get everybody back home. So, I, you know, that those types of things can happen in an RV too. What if the husband is the main driver and then he gets sick 
she's got to know how to drive it too, right? So so you've got to make sure everybody is comfortable, knows how to operate this thing. Um, how truly comfortable are you to downsize or will you have like storage units all over the country where you can go? Well, that's true. That's what I thought of too, is you're like, you know, look, you sell your, you know, if you sell your house, you can't put that in your RV and there's going to be things that you don't want to get rid of. Right. Right. There's, right. Yeah, so, so you have a storage unit that you're going to have to pay rent on. So, so that's going to continue to be there. Can you do that for the long term? I mean, I, I've had clients that have done it. They didn't get an RV. They, they had a, a travel trailer, though, and they took off. And because they wanted to spend six months in North Carolina, Tennessee, that area, and they wanted to spend the winter months down here where it was sure, warmer. Sure. They did that for a long time. I mean, they were um, a, able to retire early, um, relatively early. So they, they did that for quite a while. But as they got older... They ended up buying a, uh, a park model down here, and they leave the travel trailer up there. Now they just drive back and forth. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> some logistics involved there, but yeah. certainly a way to, to to make this work. And and you know what? That's the great thing about what you do, Philip, is there are very few wrong answers for the people that you help, right? Whether you want to live in an RV or just do something part-time, like what you were just talking about, downsize from your home into an apartment or condo or, or keep your current house until the day you die. There's no wrong choice. Really, the only wrong answer, Philip, is failing to put any financial plans in place for your retirement or to make decisions without going through and weighing all the pros and cons like what we're talking about. That That's the wrong thing to do. But other than that, yeah, there's no wrong answers. There's not, but it's planning, right? So just some key points that, that I think people need to remember is that if that's something that you're, you're seriously thinking about, then, hey, look, you need to know where the money's going to come from to pay for that RV because you don't want to take it out of your retirement accounts. You're going to have to pay taxes on all that money. And, and let's, let's face it, if you buy a fifth wheel, I mean, those things are seventy five dollars to $100,000, $125,000 just for a fifth wheel. And then you got to buy the truck to pull it. And then if you buy a, a, a motorhome, motorhome, you're looking at probably 40 to a half million dollars. So you need to plan ahead. Am I going to be able to sell my house with no mortgage on it? Because that's, the, that's what you're going to have to have. No mortgage. And then use those proceeds to buy the RV. You got to plan this out. You can't just hit retirement day and say, okay, I'm going to go buy an RV without really thinking right. through the process. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we help people do is really plan out that retirement. What are we going to do? What's on your bucket list? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want your money to do for you in retirement? Money is just a tool. It's not going to get you anything sure. if you don't use it properly. And so it's a tool. We have to put that tool to work in order to to accomplish what we want to accomplish in retirement. And that's And that's really what what I think our role is as a retirement coach is to really coach people. And, and it's helpful, really helpful, mm -hmm. if you start before you retire. <laughs> or if you start, you know, if you start coaching a couple of years out, then it's a little easier when that when game day gets here. Right. Right. Yeah. Just, just thinking about these things ahead of time, um, starting to put those plans in place early enough so you're not scrambling to react. It's been fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Um, so, so let me ask you really quickly before we start to wrap this up. Uh, we went through the pros and cons for you, yourself, Philip. Yay or nay on the RV retirement idea? What do you think? You know, I, I could not live permanently in an RV. Yeah, I, I, I just so. couldn't do it. Now, would I like to have one? 
to take off and, and go a month or two months out west? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, but I don't want to give up my house. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Uh, well, going, you know, the other the thing Jim, people don't think about, that's our gathering spot, right? When yeah. everybody comes home. Where do, where do you get together with the kids the and the grandkids? If, right. If you don't have a home, where are you going to gather everybody? I know. My husband <clears> always <throat> talks about retiring to one of those, like, tiny homes. And I'm like, where yeah. will my dining room table go in a tiny? We'd have to have a separate one just for the, the dining right. room table. But our, but again, you know, some fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Really, it's a metaphor for all those big decisions that you need to be making for your retirement in general. And Philip, as we've been saying here, whether or not you like the idea of an RV retirement, the only wrong answer here is not planning. And you want to take the same approach that we just did talking about RV retirement, weighing the pros and cons, doing the research, understanding what's going on. You need to do that about your whole retirement. That is really what we're getting at here. So as we close out the show today, what would you like to leave us with? You know, you're absolutely right. That That is the bottom line. You know, that's why for our clients, we want to be their 911, their 411. You know, something emergency pops up, we want to be there for them to help them through that process, whatever it may be, whether it's financial or other, right? We may not have the answers, but we can point them in the right direction. Same thing with a 411. We want to be there for their information. You know, again, we may not know the answers, but we'll figure out how to find them and point them in the right direction. All this goes to point to what we developed and designed, the core retirement design, so that folks can design the retirement they always dreamed of. To get started, it's simple. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.